You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Late Night Live. Hot topics discussed daily from 11pm onwards. Get involved by calling 0141-375-3434 or search Radio Ramadan 365. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh You're listening to Late Night Live on Radio Ramadan Glasgow 365 on 87.7 FM and broadcasting around the world on RadioRamadan.scot uh, My name is Zen, I'm your presenter from Thursdays to Sunday on the Late Night Live show where we discuss all the hot topics that are worth talking about at this current time We have a great team of researchers, a great team of brothers and sisters who have been helping us throughout the month get together some amazing shows. We've, we've, we've had such good feedback throughout the month and uh, tonight's going to be another cracking show and we've got a great few shows coming up this week. Honestly, I'm, I'm really excited to present this week and alongside me is my partner in crime, my co-presenter, Brother Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr. Assalamu alaikum, how are you all? Alhamdulillah, Abu Bakr, uh, you know, it feels, you know, last week when I came into the to the makeshift studio that we're, we're in at the moment, it was so, the time went by so quick, but I feel like this week's just dragged a bit, it feels like I've been out of our studio for for a while, you know, yeah. and, and coming in today I was like, oh gosh, it's, it's been a while and we, we got everything set up, and uh, on that note, I just want to say Jazakallah to our dear brother Faisal, who's actually in Pakistan, who's helping Radio Ramadan run more or less all the operations from there. You know, whenever we've got any technical difficulties, he's the man that I'm messaging, and I know it's Seri time for them over there, and uh, he's always he's always there to respond and, and get back to me. So a big up to him. So how's your week been, Abu Bakr? Alhamdulillah, Zain, the week's been good. What about you? Yeah, Alhamdulillah, it's, it's, it's been, I'll be honest, it's been, it's been good, and, you know, I, I've just tried to keep, as busy as I can but it's, it's difficult because without having work to go to without having you know things to to do throughout the week I, I found it a bit bit more difficult than normal to stay focused a lot of playstation's been going on and a lot of research as well into the shows uh, especially with last week's shows I, I know we had a lot of topics to discuss yeah, and indeed. Sunday show was great you know appreciating the NHS show. it was such a busy show that we only got through like half of our yeah discussion and um just want to say thanks again to all the people that helped us out on that show um indeed um did you hear anyone in your street clap for the nhs today then you know this thing at eight o'clock i remember the first week we all kind of done it and then after that it's like it's been my dad was doing it today my dad's big on this whole clap the nhs thing right <laughs> so he's out there at 7.59 clapping but, <laughs> but, but but i'm one of those guys that's just uh To be fair, I've, 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 I did it the first couple of times uh-huh. and, you know, I'm midway through a match on Call of Duty and it came eight <laughs> o'clock, so, so I, I know other people were doing it, I could hear my neighbours doing it and, and obviously our family were doing it as well, so what about you, did you do it? We had, I took the drum kit out um, and we played a wee, we gave the NHS a wee drum roll. No, so kit. you're one of those families that go a bit over the top then, you know the ones that no, do the fireworks? No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just today I felt it, I've, I heard a, a lot of my neighbours out so I was, so I was like, uh, we'll just give a wee drum roll to the NHS today. Amazing man, well I hope, uh, you know, all the NHS, all the frontline workers appreciate That, that, you know, there's not much we can do from our homes apart from stay in and that Thursday 8 o'clock is a great chance for, 
for the community, for people to show their support to the amazing workers that are out there. And uh, yeah, while we're on that topic, you know, Nicola Sturgeon saying we've got another three weeks of lockdown. What do you think about that, Zane? Do you know, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm one of those guys that was like, you know what, within a week we'll be back to normal mm-hmm. or, or starting to ease the lockdown. But obviously it's just not, it's not, it's not been like that. And um, obviously there is still a big issue going on. Uh, and Boris Johnson's going to have a discussion soon and, and come on TV and tell us more. But what do you make about it? Um, so Boris has announced that in England they're going to ease a wee bit and Nicola's decided Same. that she wants to uh, keep us in for I think, another three weeks. Yeah, I think she's done the right thing. It's better to be safe than sorry. And as we know, we did do the lockdown a bit too late and we're now second highest, I think, in the world. I was reading earlier on yeah. today. It's subhanallah. I, think we, I read in the news that we've su- surpassed uh, the death rates with Italy, but they, they're saying that we can't. They they can't really compare it because we're a much bigger. There's loads of factors and we're yeah, a there's much, lots of things, and it's also population. what's what's recorded. You know, they release the figures, and we all know exactly what's going on. But anyway, let's uh, let's look forward to tonight's show. And like I said before, we want to start every show off the right way, and there's no other way better to do that with some grand recitation. Tonight is a beautiful recitation. You know, I was listening to it earlier and it really got to me. And it's actually, normally we, we play it for around a minute, but this one today is around a minute and a half. It's such a beautiful recitation from this brother. So I hope we can all appreciate uh, this beautiful recitation by Sheikh Mukhtar Al-Hajj. Today's recitation of the day is by Sheikh Mukhtar Al-Hajj, whose videos can be found on YouTube with this beautiful recitation of the Holy Quran. الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين وما خلقنا السماء والأرض وما بينهما لاعبين لو أردنا نتخذ له ولاتخذناه من لدنا إن كنا فاعلين بل نقذف بالحق على الباطل فيدمغه فإذا هو زاهق ولكم الويل مما تصفون SubhanAllah, what a beautiful recitation and it's one that I was listening to today and it really got to me because normally we hear beautiful recitation at Tarawi and we don't have that this year and going back to the whole lockdown issue is, it, you know, the three week thing that Nicola Sturgeon's come out made me really sad because I realised that there's no Eid prayers, more or less, yeah. definitely because if it is another three weeks, of course, we won't get that chance to to do Eid together and, you know, it's it's so sad but 
It's one of those things, I guess, that we just kind of... Of course, definitely. Well, look, let's get on to tonight's topic. Uh, it's, it's a great one tonight, and it's one that affects more more brothers, but there are some sisters that will that will be listening in and enjoying tonight's show, because tonight's show is all about... Sport! <laughs> so, uh, tonight's show is one that I wanted to put together, because sport is such a big thing to so many, not just in the Muslim community, but... To everyone in the UK, especially when it comes to football and, and rugby and cricket, but you know around the world, sport has all been put on hold, and we know exactly how how bad of a situation it is for so many clubs out there, but also so many individuals like myself and, and yourself, Abubakar, that follow yeah. sport and enjoy sport, and and uh, everything's just obviously come to a standstill. So Abubakar is going to open up tonight's discussion as normal. Thank you very much, Abubakar. Sport is a religion to many. Many of our young and old generation are into sports such as football and cricket as it forms friendship, uh, friendships, competition and emotion. With the current situation, we decided to do a, a show on sport and uh, show how important it is to our community. At times like this, it is missed and the population struggles to cope without their dosage of weekly sport. Definitely, and uh, uh, obviously before we begin, I want to introduce our guests. Now, we've got together our traditional uh, Radio Ramadan late night live panel, but these guys, like many of us, are all into sport. So let's introduce our first guest. Our first guest is someone who's a good friend of mine. He's a massive Liverpool fan, right? And he's from Birmingham. He's also a season ticket holder at Liverpool. And he's also a guy that I really go to when I need to ask advice about what's going on with the football. What do you make of that decision? He's, he's a great guy. Fraz Ali, are you there with us tonight? Asalaamu Alaikum Zen. How are you? Thanks, well, Sam. Alhamdulillah, Fraz. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, I think I'm struggling more and more as, as, as we continue with the lockdown, but sort of falling out of a routine, but... I'm doing my best here, how are you to be? <laughs> okay, well, thanks a lot, Farazali, for joining us tonight. Another guest I've got is uh, a, a dear brother who's from Rochdale, Akub, who you've heard a lot of on the radio. He's he's one of our key presenters that's been joining us, and he's also, unfortunately, because we've got a Liverpool fan on, I had to get on a United fan, but uh, Akub, are you there? Salam alaikum, Zen. Of mm-hmm. course, you had to do it. <laughs> yeah, just just Today's so that ev- so that everyone's okay with with. And I know we've got a lot of United listeners as well, and they're going to be messaging me in throughout the show. And last but not least is is a dear brother who's been joining us on the show. He's been a great help, brother Sammy. How you doing? How you doing, Zen and everyone else? Alhamdulillah, Sammy. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. And and brother Sammy is, from what I make of it, is a, a Celtic fan like myself. Sammy, is that right? Yes, that's correct. He, he is a Celtic fan. And like many of us here in Scotland, we're big fans of just Scottish football in general. So so we'll get on to, to that uh, later on throughout the show. Before we begin, um, I've actually got a great um, way to start the show off. I know you've started off with the introduction, but let's give a listen to this. and uh, And after that, we will continue with the show. Ramos, 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 Ramos,
And uh, what a way to start the show. And uh, I know some of the brothers were saying there that they couldn't hear uh, the recording fully. Well, it was a completion of goals that won titles and massive matches. One of those was, was Gerard scoring an amazing goal. There was one there from the Champions League final that they were in in Istanbul. There was also Aguero <laughs> that, that amazing <laughs> finish to that season that we'll never forget. And I'm sure the United fans will never forget that either. <laughs> but uh, yeah guys, uh, I know you didn't hear that but uh, Fraz Ali, what a way to, to, to start the show. Some of the most epic finishes to to, to title-winning matches, Frazali? You know, just listening to the commentary of football matches is sending a bit of a chill through through my spine at the moment. That's how much I'm missing football. No. Um, just, you know, looking forward to weekends and watching football and then listening to the commentators is some iconic moments there in, in that recording from what I did here. Yeah, um, it, it did the same for me, Fraz. You know what, like... I was listening to it today and I was like, well, it just, it did send chills right through me because we've not had those moments that we normally get every week and, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those, one of those things, you know, that you're just used to hearing commentary when you're in the radio in the car uh, and so on. Now, look, we're going to start off tonight's, tonight's show by obviously talking about what's, what's currently going on, right? We know that a lot of the, the football, Everything that's that's that was meant to happen, Olympics and so on, has been cancelled or postponed, and obviously it's it's such a a big headline. Every single news article that comes out about a sports event that's been cancelled, it really affects not just obviously when the football news comes out, a lot of us get affected, but there are other people who follow sports such as tennis and and and, and cricket, for example, in our community is a big thing. So obviously, let's talk. You know, uh, tonight let's start off the show with. I want to know how the current situation has affected that sporty side of you, that that love of sport or whatever sport it is, because a lot of us love many sports, how it's affected you guys. So let's start off with uh, Brother Sammy. You're close to home. Start us off. How's it affected you with everything that's going on and how are you finding it? Um, I find it quite difficult, to be honest. Uh, usually you would be listening to the radio or going along to the games or whatever. Uh, and for me as a Celtic fan, we were on the cusp of winning nine in a row uh, it feels like and a potential uh, quadruple treble which for fans in England might seem like oh it's just a diddy league or whatever but for us as Celtic fans it's it's huge because in the 90s we've seen Rangers do nine in a row and for us to be so close to, to it uh, 13 points clear as well and we're just literally within like a handful of games away from winning it it just feels like it's been snatched away from us no de- um, de- definitely and you know while you're on that point um, obviously tonight's show I don't want to make it too much about all Celtic and Liverpool and Man United and, and whatever teams will support just in general like Sammy what have you been doing to combat that because obviously like I know you're saying you're missing going to the matches right which is something that obviously I, I miss too and it's 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 that you know that buzz that we get. But have you been watching some of the old the matches, the old well, kind of highlights and stuff? 
Well, luckily, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but on YouTube, uh, Celtic have been posting like old games, like old Champions League games, old Europa uh, or UEFA Cup games, old league games and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Old battles between Celtic and Rangers. So that's been keeping me going, but it's not the same as the live thing like that's happening right now. Um, I've just been trying to watch old, like kind of in general, just old football kind of stuff, just to keep me. Uh, anytime I miss it I just go on YouTube or something and stick something on <laughs> uh, and also, also on the BBC there's been the odd game they've been showing yeah. once a week they've been showing different games I don't know if you've caught, you've caught any of them I caught, I caught definitely I did I caught the, the but, Larson but game nostalgia from when you were a kid when you were growing up watching your favourite team but mm. it's not it doesn't it doesn't, re- it doesn't replace the right the, the, the the real the, thing. The real thing. I know. You made a great point there, Sammy. Like uh, I know on BBC, they, they, you know, they were showing Larson's last game, and honestly, I was emotional because yeah. I remember that day. I remember that as a boy. It was very emotional. <laughs> I know. I was only quite young at the time. Can't remember what age, but I was back in two thousand and four, and that's that's going back a long time now. No, definitely, and uh, like for us, Ali, look, I know you're a massive Liverpool fan, but you're also someone that keeps up to date with with Sport Weekly, and you you know you follow every headline as it is. You're you're one of those good friends of mine that I know does that and keeps me updated. For us, how you been coping? Because that's you know it's it's a, it's a big thing for you. You're a season ticket holder. You normally go into the games in and out. Uh, how you been coping with with no football? It's been quite difficult, to be honest with you, not not having football there. I mean, those that know me, and I'm sure there's, there's many others like me up and down the country and around the world, that football plays such a massive part in our lives and sport in general. Um, it's, it's such a massive void. And, and it, I mean, the pandemic itself has just shown that it's, it's, it's taken no prisoners. It's going to affect every aspect of our lives. And sport's so huge for us. I mean, just sit, sitting down and uh, knowing on a Saturday or a Sunday getting ready to watch the game or, or getting ready to go out to Anfield for for a Premier League game or a Champions League game during the, during the weekday. It's something to mm-hmm. look forward to. It keeps you sane, um, as crazy as that sounds. Um, yeah, but it's 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 a little bit it's a little bit odd just not having it and just uh, the last, you know, since March when, when all the football was postponed, I've just been checking the news constantly, Twitter every day, just looking for glimpses of good news of when the football might be back. And I mean, I know there, there's bigger things going on, but um, if, if sport plays such a big part of your life, you, you, you're trying to just, there's nothing really that can fill that void and <laughs> just been waiting and, and hoping for something something to, to happen. I think the Bundesliga is coming back in, a, in just over a week, so that's some good news, hopefully, for, for the Premier League too. So. No, definitely. Look, Fraz, like, we'll come on to that, right? And uh, we've got a, a Man United fan joining us, brother Akub, right? Akub, y- you're into sport, right? I know you're a United fan, but let's push that away to the side. Even as a United fan and as a, a f- you, you guys follow premiership teams, so it's, it's very competitive out there, the biggest league in the world, as they say. Uh, Akub, how you been finding it uh, And uh, without, without your daily dosage of sport or your Fernandez kind of pictures coming up every three or four weeks? I think, um, like Faraz was mentioning, you know, the British culture, a lot of it is is to do with sports um, and not having that there, like he said as well, it's difficult to fill that void. I mean, honestly, it's just literally like today, my nephew, you know, is five years old, he, he jumped on my FIFA, right? So he, what he does occasionally is he, he starts a FIFA game, but he's only the keeper. He's not actually any of the outfield players. And I said to him, <laughs> 
what is the point of playing FIFA if you're not going to be any of the outfield players? And what he turned out and said to me, he goes, I miss football, so I don't get to watch it anymore. So I just put this on and just, so he just watches a simulated version of football and he's only five years old. Um, so you can imagine that, you know, like I said, people of, of all different kind of ages who, you know, where sports and football in particular play such a, such a big part in your life. Like, you know, when the season was kind of on, you know, before this pandemic hit, you know, like when there was no Premier League and, you know, you used to have that disappointment if it was, you know, even if it was international break, you know, for that weekend, you used to be like, oh, when's the league kind of coming back on? Because like you said, there's just so much drama that, that's happening in the league at the moment. Honestly, like I bet everyone who's a football fan, you know, just can't wait for that for that to resume. We want to see, you know, how, how it's going to finish. Yeah, now look, uh, you know, I wanted to pull, like, to, to further on to that, right, about us not getting a sport. I'm one of those people who... Who I'm on and off of sports, but obviously this season I've been following it closely. Like like brother Sammy was saying that Celtic are on possibly going to get a quadruple treble, and it's not just that. It's just seeing every week that your team are winning or putting on BT Sport for half an hour, seeing what matches are on and so on. I, I'll be honest, like you know, it's it, it's it's difficult because so many people are into sport, and like Liverpool, for example. Even me, I'm not a, a Liverpool fan of of such, but uh, my family are and. And I've been following everything since the beginning of the season and just seeing them like demolish teams and you just think that they're so close to winning the the, the title and uh, you know it's 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 hard it's it's not easy and that's why I thought we should definitely discuss it today. I mean, like so you know, uh, Sammy's saying that he's been watching old games. Fraz, like, tell me what have you been doing then to to kind of fill that that space in apart from looking at the news. What have you done? Is, is Liverpool doing something similar than that? The Premier League teams, are they putting on old matches and, or what? I think the vast vast amount of Premier League teams are, are sort of turning to social media to try and help fill that void and, and putting out content for, for their fans just to keep us going in, in some capacity or another. Uh, um, BT Sport and Sky Sports, um, as well as BBC, have been doing a very good job, to be honest with you. A lot of, um, I mean, all three platforms have been airing old games and BT Sport and, and, and Sky Sports have been um, on social media and on Facebook constantly posting up um, sort of old legendary games. And I think just yesterday they, they put up an article and um, about Ronaldo's, um, the Brazilian Ronaldo season, at first season at Barcelona. Yep. Um, and just just today, I mean, it's, it's it's a year to the day that I was at Anfield and uh, Liverpool overcome the the three nil first leg defeat at Anfield and yeah. beat Barcelona four nil. I've seen I've seen your um, snaps today, and honestly, man, I, I won't forget that day when I I think I was sitting somewhere, and I seen your your Snapchat story, and it was crazy because I was going about telling people that Fraz at least at the game he's at he's at the in the at the game against Barca, and. You know, I watched the game and then seeing your Snapchats afterwards, it was crazy. Like, I could see the atmosphere and so on. So, yeah, carry on a year later. I, I, I know. I mean, we, we, I've, even though I'm, I must have watched that, that game over again, or the, the extended highlights, about close to 50 or 60 times, but you, you just can't get enough of it. <laughs> and you're just trying to grab hold of as, as, as uh, of any content that you, that you can get. I mean, I watched the Champions League final from, from 2005 again as well. Um, watched the 2000 um, the Champions League final between um, Chelsea and United in 2008. So wow. just trying to get in as much contact as you possibly can, and it's it's a bit of a blow to us Liverpool fans, especially we waited 30 years for a title. And I think last year we got 97 points, which which would have won the league any other in year. any season bar, by bar one. 
And this year, we just we decided, you know what, we're just going to blow everyone out of the water and just go for a record <laughs> points to- total. And what hits us in March? Coronavirus. I mean, we can't catch a break. No, and uh, Akul, you're saying that your your nephew was jumping onto to FIFA playing as a goalkeeper, so I'm guessing you've kind of been playing FIFA to fill in that space that you've been missing? No, definitely. I mean, I think obviously before uh, Ramadan, I, I used to play a lot with him in the garden. Um, you know, just, just, just keep up with some kind of football, because not only do I watch football, but I try to play a couple of times a week as well. Okay. So football is quite, quite a big part of my life, because like Faraz said, you know, it, sometimes it, it gives you an opportunity to de-stress as well, you know, just get away from kind of work and, you know, just kind of all of the kind of important things <laughs> that you that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. But yeah, at this moment in time, obviously, I've been kind of focusing more on Ramadan and work, but definitely um, it's just like that summer break where, you know, every morning, you know, on, during the transfer window where you just go on Sky Sports News and you just want to read the latest gossip but even that that is getting a bit tiring at the moment you just literally just want someone to play a game of football I don't care who it is it can even be Rochdale you know what I mean I just, I just want to watch a live game of football you know what I see watching the old games and that and it's 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 not the same because it's not happening right now. I know it's great to really look back at the memories and I was watching some of the old games and you look at the quality of the, the TV back then. I mean, now we've got 4K, QHD, 3D, everything. But looking back at those old games, it makes you appreciate how far we've come and just technology that is good. You can go and look at old games, but there's something that just doesn't beat watching live sports. And I, I, get, I know it's an entertainment business. And we all need that maybe hour or two of, of sport or entertainment a week that we you know we can watch and uh, there are there are some sports still on by the way I mean if if you were interested uh, you could watch the Belarusian Premier League they they haven't stopped football um, yep, since that's the right. outbreak happened um, WWE if I, I don't know if anyone's into wrestling as a sport yep. but they've been wrestling with with no crowds in, in these massive stadiums stadiums in America so. There's there's bits here and there, but I mean, like I said, I mean the fans, the viewers, and uh, they're the ones that make the sport. And of course. For us, like you mentioned as well, like a lot of people are putting content out. It's actually been a bit of a good of a history lesson to kind of because I know Ronaldo, Messi, you know, in our lifetime certainly have kind of just taken football, the footballing world by storm, but. You like you mentioned, obviously, um, the old Ronaldo, and like I said, I've been watching snippets of Ronaldinho. It, you kind of tend to forget, like some of the predecessors that have come that that literally changed football as well. So it's it's kind of good as well from a football fan to kind of just reminisce and, and look at some of the icons that you know that have previously kind of blessed the yeah, blessed the world of football. It's it's important to know that it's the, I know we're primarily focusing on football because football seems to be our, our national sport here as well but I mean there's a whole host of other sports that, that mm-hmm. have been cancelled and a lot of big events that were due to happen this summer such as um, the Olympics were due, due to take place yep. this summer in, in Japan as well as the, the Euro football tournament there was supposed to be a, a massive MMA fight between uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov and, and Tony Ferguson that's been in the <laughs> for like six years yeah. um, and it's the if, if the fifth time it's been called off so um, there's, there's a whole host of sports there, that have been affected, so it's, it's not just us football fans. Yeah, there is. Um, yeah, Sammy, sorry, on you go. Yeah, I was just going to add to the point there about the UFC. Uh, I think I think it's going ahead this weekend, isn't it? On the on the ninth on Saturday night, uh, but yeah. there is a card going ahead. It's quite a I big card it, as well. Obviously, Khabib Khabib can't be a part of the card, but they've got someone else uh, fighting Ferguson instead. So that's yeah, something that you could possibly, possibly yeah. tune into that one. 
No, oh, definitely will. Thanks. We saw good good fights on that card. I think we were we were all looking forward to, to watching Khabib fight. I think. Oh, uh, definitely. As far as I'm concerned, but I mean, unfortunately, it's, uh, they've they've tried to make this fight five times now, and then it's been called off for one reason. For or whatever one, reason, so yeah. Yeah, sad. It's, it's, it's a, bit, a bit of a shame, but. Yeah. No. Look, guys. Uh, great, great so far, and uh, you know the show's flying by. We're already. You know, over a quarter way into the show, which means it is time for a short advert break. So when we come back, I want to discuss, you know, how how much of an impact it's had on other people in, in sport, and also what sport you guys are doing in your free time as well. If you're keeping up with uh, any fitness, and uh, you know, plenty to talk about uh, after this uh, short advert break. So when we return, uh, we'll all be back on together again. Rage Ramadan's late night live show on tonight until half twelve. Uh, tonight's show we're discussing everything about sport, what an impact it's had on us during this pandemic and also just talking about everything in general, how great sport is and how much we're missing it as well and uh, talking about the future, what's going to be held for sport and so on. So uh, let's continue with the show. Before the advert break there we were discussing you know, the situation, like how it's affected us and uh, the different kind of sports that have been cancelled. Now, Faraz Ali, before we went for the advert break there, you were discussing some of the other sports that have been missed, like cricket is something that's so big um, amongst our community and even with our parents, like, you know, the IPL being postponed and I know there was another big tournament that was coming up. Is it the 100 tournament that was due this summer was cancelled? So, you know, you might know a bit more about that than me. It's, it's, it's massive for the cricket community. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge cricket fan, but I mean, I think growing up, most of us would have watched cricket in our households, being from um, South Asian backgrounds. And, yeah. and we have, uh, I think, approximately three billion people across the world that watch it. Majority of whom are from India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, yep. Sri Lankan households. And um, the IPL has been been postponed since the 13th of March. I, I believe there was a new tournament uh, based around 100 over cricket that was due to come in this summer, which has been cancelled and due to take place next year um, there was quite a few players who had contracts to play in that tournament and they've been terminated okay. so i'm not sure what's happening there and then obviously later this year in australia we had the the t20 the world t20 tournament that's due to take place in uh, in australia but it's not been cancelled yet but we're not sure what's going to happen with it because um, I think Australia have got a travel ban in place um, okay. for the next six months. Or so it's it's that yeah. tournament's due to start in October. So we, we don't even know if the T Twenty World Cup is going to take place at this moment. Yeah, it's crazy because with the current situation, we, we start hearing these stories about, like for example, IPL being cancelled. One thing we fail to forget is that it's it's massive the restrictions yeah the flying restrictions so on but think about all the effort all the planning and and money and bookings and logistics that went into some of these events like for example the olympics you've been you know that country's probably been planning for four years or so on and and same with the cricket tournaments and and for for the football as well champions league like massive money and resources have went into this and obviously contracts and it's it's amazing subhanallah this disease has come and you know it's caused you know so many issues that you know they're saying obviously with the recession and so on but these massive events like the IPL I know it's it's, it's big I, I don't follow cricket as probably much as, as some of you guys and I know brother Tayyip who's who, who listens into shows also one of our researchers and guests uh, pre- previously is a big cricket fan and it's, uh, it's it's crazy you know and I know you're seeing some sports still going on WWE and stuff but it's massive the implications that it's going to have on some of these some of these sports. Uh, I know here in Scotland, 
you know, some of the clubs, and, and Sammy will be able to relate with me on this, and, and I know it's just football I'm talking about here, but clubs like Hearts and, and some of the other big big clubs in our league here are, are struggling financially because there's not much money in the league, and uh, obviously if they get relegated or, or they go into financial difficulty, which is why they're trying to end the league quick so that the clubs can get the payout, it's, it could have a massive implication on some of the clubs, Sammy. Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of clubs will start to, if they already haven't, they'll start to struggle already. Um, it's, 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 it's just a quite unfortunate circumstances, but a lot of teams will po- probably go under um, mm-hmm. just because of the, 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 before the prize money and stuff like that is handed out. Um, I think a lot of smaller teams especially, uh, even some bigger teams, even in the top, top tier of Scottish football, um, are really facing difficulty. Um, so yeah. I think, I think yeah, it's... Definitely. One thing we need to remember here, a lot of these... Um, sorry, I'll go clubs, on, you go. Sorry. I was going to say, I don't think... It, obviously, clubs are being massively affected. And it's... The, like you said, the issue is just... It's worldwide, it's international, it's across... Like I said, it's across all sports. Like, you know, there's a lot of people, if you think about it, that are really going to get affected by this. So if you think about people maybe that are at the start of their careers that are, are potentially about to kind of break out and were actually developing and actually becoming... Um, you know, uh, a superstar or you know, athlete in their respective sports. For them type of people, it's going to be really difficult because whoever the, you know, whichever sport they were going to go into, that sport is now suffering financially. Now, mm-hmm. with that sport, will they have the you know financial resources to kind of back their journey and kind of give them the required you know investment that they need? Like I know Fraz mentioned WWE. I follow it a little bit, and, and I was reading about. <laughs> uh, uh, Akub, you know it's fake, right? <laughs> yes, but you know, you know what it is. It's so, been, Akub loves it really. He's lying. He's a massive. You know what it, is? <laughs> it, it was. It's been instilled in me. You know, so my granddad, he was a big wrestling fan. So ever since you know we were little, kind of rock and uh, the great Kali. Yeah. <laughs> so they played a big part. Do you ever, do you ever practice the wrestling moves on your nephew? You know, uh, of course, we have to play a little bit. I don't bit. think he wants to admit that on here. No, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, but, you know, we play a little bit. But, no, definitely, like, you know, in terms of contracts, even like you said, and although the WWE is kind of is still ongoing, but even a lot of the contracts have been cut short. And, you know, unfortunately, it's kind of maybe the superstars that are kind of down the pecking order that are actually having to suffer. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen the article. One of them, the, the superstars, actually, I think, Martin. But emotional kind of story online about his current situation and and everything. So there's going to be not you know there's going to be a lot of people that that are being impacted. You know, like you said, the clubs are being impacted, which puts pressure on the athletes. And then it's you know the world of sport is is definitely going to change. You know, once everything kind of recovers, because I just really now think even like boxing and stuff like that. I think they're saying, you know, on, in the ring entrances, they're going to have to wear face masks and yeah. you know the spectacle kits and stuff like that might not be allowed. So there's going to be so many changes. Like, you know, the Premier League, like, you know, football fans, we were just getting used to kind of VAR and things like that. But probably, there's probably another 10 changes coming into next season. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the world of football kind of, you know, comes I on think, the end. Yeah, one of the things that, you know, I follow a lot of Scottish football, like I was saying, and I listen to a couple of the radio shows uh, that get played here where people call in and discuss things. And, one of the talking points a lot of people are phoning in about and saying, okay, or even if they do it behind closed doors, 
the players are still going to have to get in contact with each other. The, there's cameramen, there's the, the backroom teams of a lot of these different sports. That's not just football, it's, it's all the other sports as well. People think it's just those 22 players on the pitch or when it comes to cricket, however many people are on the field at one time. It's it's not just them, it's the, the cameramen, it's the people that prepare the, the ground. It's, you're, you're 100% it's, right. it's everyone that's that's involved. That's why it's such a touchy subject. That even, Okay, great, we do it behind closed doors, but... The, the players are still at risk and a lot of the players exactly. have come out and said you know what, we're not willing to take the risk because for example you know, it was Arteta was the first person kind of in the Premier League, I know he's a manager now but when he got it, I think that's when it really hit home for a lot of the clubs and a lot of the supporters that okay, if, if these footballers that are so looked after and are so you know, in the limelight, they've got all these you know, medical staff around them can, can contract coronavirus you know, now Anyone, you know, and all it takes is one football match. I think one thing that came out was maybe a match I think in Italy. The, it, it, no, carry on. Yeah, sorry. I think it's, it's showing that it, the, the virus is not discriminating against this. You know, I mean, these football players that we watch yep. week in, week out, some of them are on, you know, the, the, anywhere from 30 to 40 grand a week, all the way up to 250 and 300,000 pounds a week. I mean, at the end of the day, despite the, the money that they're being, being paid and, and I know there's a lot of pressure to get leagues restarted again and get the players playing again, but a lot of them are really, really scared about getting back onto the pitch because, like you said, it's not just 22 players and then a referee and some managers, etc. Because I think the last that I read a couple of days ago was there's, there's approximately about 300 people per match needed just to get a game, a Premier League yeah. game going in any top league in Europe and get it broadcasted out to people. And you have to think about the emergency services that are required at these stadiums. And I think Sergio Aguero came out a couple of days ago and said that we're really, really scared and we're not really too sure. There's a lot of footballers um, and a lot of sportsmen across the sports that are a little bit scared and a bit wary about coming back and, and competing again. No, totally. And it's understandable. These people are human as well. They're, I know they're, they're celebrities and we all look up to them and kids obviously look up to these sports people, but they're not immune from this. And What would, what would you do if you were a professional cricketer who was, who was told that I mean, you, know, you won't get paid unless you come back and play even, even though we're in the midst of a pandemic? Look, it's it's one of those things that, you know, and it's not, the thing is, Frazzly, uh, yeah, it's great to think about it that way, but even as those people that have businesses and have jobs have had to make the same decisions as the footballers have had to make, you know, the same way that footballers might have got asked to come to training, some of the some of us that are working have been asked to maybe come down to the office, and if you don't, you know, you're not going to get paid because you're not working, so some people have had to make that decision and, and I for one, like I've got for example mild asthma, so you know I'm, I was one of those people originally that was high risk and was told to stay in as much as possible and if we go out, you know, have our face masks on and so on, so you know, precautions and I guess it's all down to their health and also, you know it's not just footballers but a lot of us come home to elderly parents or, you know, elderly relatives that we look after, you know, and I'm sure the footballers and not just footballers, other sports people have the same kind of issues where they're coming home, they've got kids, they've got families, they need to think about them too. And, uh, you know, you know what it's like yourself if you're one of those high profile people, right, and you see it, you, you see these players regularly and you see a lot of the, the, the other 
you know, sportsmen, they're celebrities, so when they go out, you know, people want to shake their hands, and there's that famous video of Cristiano Ronaldo walking down the, the entrance of one of the grounds, that that match that they played before the lockdown, and he's shaking the air, you know, he's pretending he's shaking everyone's <laughs> hands, and it's, it's amazing, because they could see the, the funny side to it, but they can also just see, like, what they would normally do, they'd come, and they'd meet the press, and they'd meet the fans, and, and, and they'd walk in, and, you know, uh, there's another video I've seen, I think it's the Liverpool manager, where he's coming out of a match, just before the football was stopped and, and people are trying to shake his hand and get high fives of him and he's telling them no stay away yeah. you know and that was and the Champions League match against Atletico Madrid they, he was telling they, the fans off for trying to shake his hand yeah, yeah they, there you go and uh, you know so they're also you know being careful and they're understanding what's going on and you know I know that industry the entertainment business and, and the football side of things is, is, is so weird for them as well because they're so used to playing in a contact sport and meeting the fans and so on but it's one of those things you know and it's, it's a shame because a lot of people have maybe looked forward to events I know when we discussed about the economy and you know I spoke to some people that had booked holidays and things some people had also booked tickets to go to these international sporting events so I know some people mm. that you know like going to the Formula One you know and and, and traveling for that they, they book their flights in advance I, like me I'm someone that likes skiing once a year and, you know, I had to cancel my trip. But I imagine I had booked to go. And it's a lot of stress involved as well for the fans and the players. Franz, look, you, one thing I wanted to touch upon is you're a season ticket holder. So how does that affect you? Because obviously you spent a lot of money and you go to the, the games every week. So how, how are you affected? Uh, you, you mentioned I'm a season ticket holder. And I just want to clarify, I'm not a season ticket holder. The Liverpool season ticket waiting list is about, 20, about 15 years long, I think. Okay. the current waiting list to get a season ticket um, I'm, I'm a member um, and right. I've, I've, I've built up credits to watch uh, to watch all the games but right. I think so yeah I mean just, uh, just so people that are listening know I think he's just saying that so that he doesn't start getting messages after the show <laughs> asking him for tickets because I'm always getting messages saying can you ask your friend Fraz for tickets <laughs> Oh, yeah, the, the amount of times I've had to mute people this season asking for tickets is, is unbelievable. Right, so but, tell me, as, as uh, a member, how, how are you affected then? As someone that goes to the games regularly? I think Liverpool, have all, they've, they've put out some, some statements to, to members saying that um, if, if the season doesn't resume and fans are not going to be back in stadiums, which uh, it looks more or less very likely, but we're all going to be getting refunds on our money. But like you mentioned, I, I think I read, I read some articles of people who had already booked flights and, and tickets for the Euro 2020 games. Yep. Um, I mean, people had booked flights to go to the T20 in, in Australia, and these people are, are, are stuck in limbo because there's a lot of fans do a lot of traveling, and many of these sportsmen and women are followed all around the world. Yeah. A lot of dedicated fans, and there's a lot of money being lost here. I mean, mm-hmm. MMA and boxing, I mean, all the promotions, there's a lot of money that's made just from the promotional events that they hold in various cities, and they get, you know, thousands of people together to do these veins, and they have a little bit of a, you know, um, bit of banter, and the fighters have a little bit of a go at each other in the weeks yeah. up to a fight, and, and all that's out of the window now. Um, and uh, it's, it's very, very hard, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens when, when sport does resume, because boxes spitting into buckets being banned yeah. i read something about um footballers uh, not being allowed to swap shirts after matches you got they won't be allowed to share water bottles wow. even t- uh, celebrating team goals will be banned uh, i'm not sure how they're going to to be able to police all this to be honest with you i mean what are they going to do next stop people tackling each other <laughs> you know each other? it's just it's going to be absolute madness once it does does resume it is going to be 
really interesting. I know as, as someone was saying, just like what you're saying there, Fraz, are they going to space people out like five seats apart and around <laughs> the stadium? Because it's, it's very tight. And for those who go to these sporting events, whether it's cricket, football, you know, even any sport, to be fair, tennis, you're in a stand and you're all close to each other. And it's it's one, that's why one of these, they're saying about mass gatherings, you know, if, if we can't even go into the mosque at the moment, how are we going to be expected to go to these entertainment events and, and sporting events? Look, another thing is, is, is memberships like, uh, you know, like with Sky and with BT, you know, I don't know if any of you guys have any contracts. Did you guys cancel it straight away or are you still paying? Uh. I've got a BT contract and I was I was considering cancelling it since there's no live sport on, but I've kept it just for the UFC at the moment, but okay. I'm possibly going to cancel it if, uh, depending on when the season so, starts. So, Sammy, look, question I've got for you is, is, you know, do you feel like, obviously, you're not getting your money's worth. What's your opinion on it? Yeah. Because, you've, you know, if I'm paying 15, 20 pound a month and I'm supposed to be getting 50, 60 matches or whatever it is a month, how do you feel about that? Because you're not getting access to that now. To be honest with you, at the moment I've just kind of forgotten about it. I did think right. about it, like I, just, I was walking past the TV and uh, I just thought about it. I haven't actually watched any sport and maybe I'm, that I'm paying for this is a bit pointless. Mm -hmm. But um, thinking about it now that you brought it up, I think I'll probably be on the phone to beat you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of the I know Sky did something where you could kind of just cancel it for free and because. That's another thing Fraz was talking about, people book tickets to go here and there, but a lot of people pay good money, you know, for the subscriptions and they've taken out the packages just for that or they've taken out a phone contract because they get BT Sport or whatever and it's just one of those, another bunch of services that have been affected by what's going on, I mean, you know. It's, it's, it's crazy to think about the devastation it causes. Akub, your nephew, I know he's really into football and sport, and he's a great wee character for anyone who follows Akub on Snapchat or has met his, his nephew. He's a great wee lad, and he's quite active. And how old is he, Akub? I always forget how old he is. He's, uh, he's five at the moment. Right, he, he, sure. this, this kid is five years old, right? And he's like an adult man. He goes about like proper Rochdale <laughs> accent. You know, I've seen him you know, doing crazy things on Akub's Snapchat. Look, Akub, I know you... You know, big him up when it comes to football matches. You've got him all the t-shirts and, and stuff. Uh, how is he taking it? Because obviously for the kids, it's something that is, is big now, football. They're playing FIFA. They're, 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 they're watching the games with you. So how is he taking it? Because obviously he's not got access to any sport at the moment. To be honest with you, like kids at that age are, are actually struggling quite badly because he's he's just he's got he's in that phase now where he's literally just got into it and he's he's got into it quite quite hard. So it, it's quite a big thing where, like I said, you know, before the pandemic hit, like I used to come home and he just put on like pre-recorded matches and he'll just be watching them. Okay. Um, you know, like you said, he's looking at footballers, Salah, you know, Mane, different types, and he's you know he's really looking at them, but. And they want to because they watch it on the TV. Then they want to actively participate in that sport as well. Yeah. Well, last summer I bought him a football net to have mm. in our garden. Okay. Um, set up so every day, literally every day, <laughs> he makes me the goalkeeper and he's just blasting footballs <laughs> at me. They have to just kind of stand there and save his shot. So it's not been too too bad because, like I said, we've got a bit of a badminton kit at home and like okay. so we play a bit of football and sports in the garden. That's right. the only way we kind of get to go through it because otherwise he plays in the living room and he just starts smashing the ball everywhere. So <laughs> um, yeah. for kids, it is a bit of a struggle if they're not getting to go outdoors and participate in their sports because they don't have that same level of discipline as you yeah. know as, as adults may have. So right. it's, you know, it's good. For, it's good for their mind as well. That you know, their, their mental sort of. Um, 
well-being for, for a lot of kids. I mean, for us adults, is is hard enough as it is, but I can't, can't imagine five and six-year-olds not being able to go out for a little run around and play football and cricket in the park. No, no, exactly, exactly. Like, for instance, in my household, alhamdulillah, I have four generations in my household. So, you know, from my grand, you know, from my granddad to my nephew, like my granddad, for instance, you know, he's close to nearly 90 years old and mm. he doesn't obviously, due to his age, he's, he's bed-bound, so he doesn't really get up and doesn't really go anywhere. But when, like, we spoke about different sports, like, but if cricket's on or, you know, Pakistan are playing in particular, you know, he will make the effort of actually going from his room into the living room and, you know, just watching the game and things like that. And, like, especially we've touched on the younger generation, but if you think about the older generation, they're not as active mm -hmm. on social media, so they don't have interaction and they maybe can't keep up to date with, like, for as easily we can just go on Sky Sports app or find something online. But people like, like I said, for the older generation who, who are relying on maybe kind of live sports, it definitely is a little bit more uh, problematic for them because they're not getting that, you know, daily dose of kind of something of different or something new. So it, it plays a big sport. Yeah. <laughs> well, pardon the point. It plays a big part in, um, in, in households, I think, all across the world, regardless of what sport you may follow. Um, so it is quite, quite sad to kind of see that there's, there's not much kind of out there at the moment. Yeah, no, you're right, Agul, but like you're saying for the kids, same for the elders, because some of them are into cricket and other sports. Uh, you know, you mentioned you got a, a net set up in the back. Is is that something, Fraz, Sammy, have you guys been doing anything similar to that? Any kicking a ball about or playing a bit of badminton? You guys been doing any of that? Uh, I've basically, I've got a park across my house, across from my house. So I've been popping around along there and kicking a ball about, but other than that, there's not much. Happening mm. in terms of playing sports, unfortunately, I've just been going out running and doing a bit of cycling here and there. But that's that's really as far as it's, it goes at the moment. It's really limited because obviously the leisure centres are closed, and you know normally you get that. You know I play sevens every couple of weeks and that, and you know not having that is obviously not make. It's also making us put on a bit of weight. But even if we had that at least, and if we weren't seeing live football or live sports. If we had that kick about going, I think that would help, you know, like getting the guys together and all of us playing. Obviously, we can't do that right now, but that normally helps as well. You know, you've had a hard day at, yeah, at, at, at work for the week. The social aspect of it is, is very important. Um, I mean, just getting out and going to see your friends, like you said, is. I don't think I've, I've seen, I haven't seen any of my friends ever since the, the lockdown came. To, I think I bumped into one in Asda. <laughs> but apart from that, I've not, I've not seen any of my friends even. And, and I used to see them once a week, at least at the football Um but not even getting, getting yeah. that anymore. It's just, it's just odd. No, it's weird because, you know, in Glasgow, right? I mean, Glasgow's a very small community compared to Bradford, uh, sorry, Birmingham. And uh, where, you know, Akobas and Rochdale, similar to Glasgow, it's a very tight-knit community where everyone knows each other. And here in Glasgow, you know, if you're going to go get, if you go to a supermarket, you'll bump into someone. And, you know, for me, I, I'm a big fan of Rajas, right? And I'm not promoting them right now, but everyone oh, knows I love a Rajas, right? World-famous world Rajas. The world-famous Rajas <laughs> in, uh, in Glasgow, right? And whenever I go, every couple of weeks, I'll get a takeaway during this pandemic. And whenever I go, it's hard because you meet everyone there, you know, I mean, everyone's standing outside trying to social distance, but it's hard because... Some of the brothers might just come near you and, you know, you need to get the elbow out for the quick elbow shake. And then, you know, you're going inside <laughs> and then you bump into someone else and uncle's asking you how you're doing. And it's, it's it's crazy how we've all kind of had to adapt, you know, to to, to that as well. Because, you, you know, like you're saying, it's a social aspect as well, right? Where, you know, 
you get together, watch the games, and that's another thing they were talking about in, in Scottish football, is if we bring back the games, everyone's going to be getting together in their houses, you know? Like, even if it's a match yeah. behind closed doors, I'm most likely still going to go to my friend's house or someone I know and sit there and watch it together, you know? Um, and that's something that's 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 not looked at, you know, that that's still going to happen, you know, whether it's playing, you know, any live sport or if a big event's happening, people are getting together and watching it like that i mean maybe someone will come up with an idea of doing it over zoom where you can look at each other and watch the same the, the same sporting event or something but i don't, that, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of netflix party if they can come up with something like that for football we'd, we'd, we'd all be laughing yeah no, definitely i think it's a difficult time maybe for us we'll, we'll maybe touch a little bit more but you know even stuff like kind of youth centers and community centers um, I remember around like Rochdale, like for instance, if there was a big game on or a big match, someone would actually organise like a community gathering or a community viewing for kind of the bigger sporting events. So it, it's even like brings kind of community together and bring different type of individuals together. And like we said, particularly kind of youth groups and things like that. There, like I know a few local people who have set up kind of like boxing kind of yeah, weekly sessions and things like that. It was a good way for actual kids to to kind of get out once a week and to kind of maybe help them with their discipline and to just let, let, let them, you know, burn their energy off a bit. I don't know, Fraz, I know you're a teacher. You, you're probably in touch with a, a lot more students and kids than, than I am. Have you had any word from them, how they're coping without sports and any kind of physical activity? I, I think I touched upon this last week about the extracurricular side of things. A lot of kids would like getting involved in the netball and the football tournaments. And, and you're talking about youth groups, especially, you know, places like the, the Muslim Association for, for Scouts. Um, they do all sorts of athletic and track and field events. And you got uh, charities who used to sort of hold football tournaments and cricket tournaments. And there's a lot of gyms that, that would hold sort of bench pressing. To, I mean, the, the whole social aspect and, and, and there's, there's a whole range of events that, that are centred around sport that are not taking place at the moment. And, um it is a bit sad. It's, it's a bit sad to see, and I think yeah, you do feel for the kids more, more than anything because it's an opportunity for them to go out and get involved and, and keep fit and, and trying to, to keep up that social side of things and, and meet their friends. And but yeah, it's 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 tough at the moment. But I think I just I, I personally I just can't wait for the football to get back on pitching <laughs> for it to come back. I think Fraz Ali just. Desperate for the Premier League to, because every every day you're putting up something. See Liverpool win that title. Oh, you don't understand. Every day I'm checking to if any anything that's newsworthy. I'm posting up a status about it. This is what's happening in Germany. This is what's happening in Belgium. This is what's happening in (laughs) Holland. It's just I don't know. Right. Let's hope Boris has some good news for us on Sunday. Let's hope. But look, guys, uh, it's time for a short advert break. Uh, and when we return, you know, we like to finish off the show uh, in a great way by talking about, obviously, I want to know more about what, what role models that you guys normally follow when sports on and, and discuss things that are currently going on. For example, Mike Tyson's return and so on. So so let's go for this quick advert break. When we get back, let's finish up the show. It's been a great show so far. For those listening, it's Radio Ramadan's late night live show. We're discussing sport tonight. Abu Bakr, that advert, the Fata Fat one, you know, I've been hearing it for years, but it always gets to me. Every, ta- every time that advert comes on, we always have... I, I we laugh in the studio here. We're, we're going over the advert. Zen has a line, and then I have a line. And you know, it's that just a fat bit that just gets to every time. <laughs> every time, you know, what I mean, it's just one of those. 
those adverts. Anyway, it's been on the that for a while, but just hearing it again every year just makes me think, well, look, uh, Buck, I didn't catch much of you uh, through the last segment, but, you know, tell me more. You're a big, big Formula One fan, and you're always the one keeping me up to date with it. So how are you missing the sport? So Formula One actually plays a big... Uh a big part in my life for someone that's been to the races and you know that adrenaline it's the same with football you know Faraz can speak on this that adrenaline rush just gets to you and you know not being able to watch the races or go to any of the races is actually quite heartbreaking and the whole season is just at a halt yeah and And, and you know one thing I was talking about is uh, and if any of you guys get a chance, uh, there's a great video on YouTube, and uh, without mentioning whose name it is, you'll you'll see it when you go on. T- uh, type in uh, Formula One Logistics. There's an amazing video by someone who's there's there's a great online um, YouTuber who makes these documentary type of videos. Mm-hmm. If you go on there and watch the logistics that's involved in in Formula One, it's probably one of the most difficult sports to organise, and also the world's richest sport where there's so much money involved so if you guys get a chance go and look at that uh, after the show uh, the logistics of formula one amazing show and uh, it's, it's it's absolutely crazy what goes into it uh, carry on abu Bakr, you were saying yeah so this year is actually the first year um not to feature the monaco grand prix since 1954 well um so uh, you know there's a lot of big changes that were happening this year in formula one you know drivers moving about and you know um capping the spending that okay. is in formula one because tell me who, who's your favorite formula one driver then sebastian vettel really Sebastian, 100 percent. okay okay no don't say that it's lewis hamilton man no, no not a chance he, oh. he's got he's got the car and you know he's winning every time but there's no there's no feel of race in yeah. him anymore sorry for us i don't agree with you on that one i, I don't like lewis hamilton at all but anyone else it's the same when no, it comes to football. I, Anyone I, else? But I, I only ever tune in to watch to watch Lewis Hamilton. I mean, uh, Sebastian Vettel. There was something about him that I didn't like. I think he won five five titles. In, in, yeah, five uh, world champions. It. With, with Red Bull and there was something about his attitude that I didn't like but uh, uh, what I've been seeing on Facebook that Formula 1 I've got this virtual Grand Prix going on where, where some drivers have got their like full kits set up in their houses well, with, with steering wheels yeah, and all yeah. sorts I've seen so that, that that comes with that comes with their training right um, so that's their simulation yeah simulation basically right I've got no, one there's of a, it's an actual virtual Grand Prix series that's been going on wow. since, since the coronavirus pandemic that's... I think and they're, they're getting certain big names to come and race i think sergio aguero's racing in, in a, uh, on sunday in the next event um, interesting. With, yeah, interesting with some current formula one drivers so yeah. I, I managed to catch about five or six minutes of it the other day and it, it looked quite fun to be honest yeah esports that's what it's all about nowadays isn't it esports but it's, it's amazing i've got one of those setups at home like the driving simulator things and it's it's crazy man you know what i mean you can really if you've got the right seat and the equipment it's it's just like driving like normally, but obviously at Formula One, I've played the game, it's, it's crazy. Uh, carry on, uh, Abu Bakr, you wanted to... That, that is exactly what you were yeah, going to show me. Yeah. Uh, Abu Bakr was just coming on to the point about virtual racing. So uh, even the footballers, they've been doing something similar. They've got these, these leagues going on on FIFA and they've all been playing it. And it's, it's great because I was reading that a lot of the different players from, from around the clubs, here in Scotland anyway... I've been doing that, and you've also mentioned someone like Sergio Aguero. Now, another thing I wanted to touch upon was, you know, we've all got our favourites in sport, and Abu Bakr was talking there about 
Vettel and Formula One, and it's great to touch upon Formula One because a lot of tonight's been about football and, and about cricket. So, yeah, going back to to role models and sporting role models, I know for us, for you being a Liverpool fan, you know Salah is the man that's been talked about for two years. But who's your who's your current role model and and who's your previous like kind of all time favourite sportsman? I try not to take role models from sport too often because quite quite often sports people get caught out doing doing something. Of course, wrong every every now and then. But I mean, Mohamed Salah. I mean, ever since he joined us a couple of seasons ago, he's he has been on fire. Um, he was supposed to be a one one season wonder, and and now he's turned into a three season wonder. I've never heard of that that before, but he's he's doing very well. As as a Liverpool fan, Steven Gerrard was always a, a big name. Um, for me growing up and just watching him come through the first team as a, as a, as a 17, 18 year old around the same time as Michael Owen. Um, always a massive, massive fan of Steven Gerrard. And I mean, looking at some of the, the Muslim role models that, that, that uh, I've seen in sport as well, Mo, Mo Farah has, has done a lot of good work um, yeah. in athletics, won a, won a lot of gold medals. At the moment, we've got Moin Ali in the cricket who's, who's representing us quite well. He's actually from um, the area that I'm from in Birmingham, Amazing. Spark Hill, and then obviously the the big name at the moment in in, in the Muslim world of sport, Khabib, um, the, the the Russian. I mean, after his win against Conor McGregor, I think everyone yeah. um, sort of turned their attention to him, um, and we're all looking forward to seeing Khabib and and, and Moin and these guys back back in action. So um, the few few different role models and uh, or sort of icons in in different sports that I like, but. Right. They're, they're among the top top guys. A globe and and for yourself, someone who's you know a United fan, and in sport in general, cricket as well. Who's who's your favourite, your your favourite player or sportsman, and who's your all time favourite as well? So current and all time favourite. Just like Fraz mentioned, I'm kind of in a similar situation with him. Like, I wouldn't really have role models in in the world of sport, but I certainly appreciate a good athlete and appreciate a good sportsman. Like. You know, obviously, I'm going to probably have to say Cristiano Ronaldo if I say in my lifetime, you know, one of the all greats. Not, but not only because of the stuff that he does on the pitch, but mm-hmm. some of the generosity and the charity stuff that he's done off the pitch. Um, really, like for as mentioned, you know, as Muslims, it's really um, positive to see kind of, you know, Muslim kind of athletes kind of on the world stage and being real advocates for for our faith and kind of, you know, shedding a bit of light on it because it definitely gets people interested in it. I mean, like, I know Fraz can touch up on it a little bit more, more Salah. I think some of the chants and stuff that were coming out from Liverpool, you probably never expect. You know, yeah. um, I mean, at, at one point, he had the whole country visiting mosques. I exactly. mean, many, many non-Muslims who had who'd, who'd never been inside a mosque before. I mean, after watching the, the Sajud celebrations that, that um, he, he does after every goal that he scores, we had a lot of non-Muslims going into mosques and just having a little look around and, um, and taking pictures, etc. So, I mean, I, I always believe that, that sport has got a massive role to play in, in the Dawah side of things for Muslims because it is about just showing what that there's a lot more that we have in common um, with everyone and, and it's, it's always good to focus on the things that bring us together rather than the things that... that pull us apart and I think the footballers have, um, I mean they get a lot of stick the footballers don't they but I think some of them do some really great work I mean um, I know Arsenal I've got I think they've got the most Muslims in uh, um, out of any squad in the Premier League I was just reading Mestad Erzil year, year on year he's always donating money I think he donated about 100,000 
pounds this Ramadan to to um, to a Turkish charity to to um, provide iftar meals to Syrians. Exactly, um, so and it's always Turkey, nice I mean, to see, isn't it? When when they do stuff yeah, like this and like in cricket, is it? I think you one of you guys would know about that. Me, the South African is it Hashim Amla, where yeah, I think he was, he was he was fasting and uh, didn't hit a double century while fasting. I think a couple. Yeah, of I think yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these foot, football, these sportsmen, they do, they do observe fasting during Ramadan, and it's, it's quite. I couldn't. I, I mean, I don't know how they do it. To be honest, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd be able to go for a ten-minute run whilst fasting, let alone play for for three hours in a in a test match. But um, yeah, I mean, big up to these guys, especially the ones that are, that are doing their bit. I definitely, I think is it more Farah as well? Didn't he win a race? I think whilst. Fasting as well, like you said. For instance, like you know, as a sportsman, like you said, you get a lot of um, limelight. You get a lot of uh, attraction just from media and different personnel. Like you know, just one that individual being fasting and like I said, observing fasting whilst continuing their sport and actually performing to high levels whilst doing that. It gets a lot of interest in it, and it definitely gets a discussion not amongst their club and their supporters and their fans, but like you said, it's, there's a DAO element to it. And, you know, it educates a lot of people on on some of the stuff that we do, and that's within our faith and our traditions no definitely i mean look at khabib i mean just just him chanting alhamdulillah again and again and again at press conferences and he's got the whole world saying it after him now <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah it's, it's great it's great to see I, I, I don't i don't think you can mention muslim uh, sports icons without mentioning the great muhammad ali obviously he's now passed on but i think that is what definitely worth a mention like and growing up for me like watching his videos on youtube and stuff was something I loved and a reason why I fell in love with boxing. No, and, and Tammy, uh, coming back to you, you know, you mentioned Muhammad Ali, so I'm guessing he's your greatest sportsman, but for you, you know, local Celtic fan, what's your, who's your favourite current player and an all-time player? Current player, just for, just for the, just for his leadership and everything, is Scott Brown, has yeah. to be, for me, like, just uh, for, for the, for the, just the way he leads the team, and uh, he's a bit, as, he's as a bit crazy, crack. isn't he? Oh, he is a bit cracked. But I just, I, I, I love his energy, and uh, regardless, of, I was watching an interview um, with Lee Griffiths, uh, one of the Celtic players yesterday, and he was saying that in games that he's he's been like standing in the tunnel uh, against like Scott Brown or or with Scott Brown, he's he's maybe pinched him or done something to try and get his attention and try and make him laugh or something. And he says Scott Brown's got such a tunnel vision, he just looks right through the person. As soon as he steps steps over that white line, he's just a totally different animal altogether. It's just that's that's what I love about him. That's <laughs> games against the Rangers and like playing and like European games, he's just such a leader. And I think that's he's he's, he's a big part of why Celtic have been so successful in recent years. Yeah, he's also obviously Scott he was Scotland captain for a while. He came out of retirement to be captain and I know, you know, the other side of the city don't don't you know, for Celtic fans they they don't like him at all. But yeah, you're right, he's he's a great leader and uh, a great sportsman. But obviously here in Scotland we've had our fair share of Muslim players as well on both sides, you know, and uh, Magic Bulgaria yeah. Rangers and Celtic we've had loads from Colaturi all the way to to, to some of the other players like Kyle throughout the year so we've had current players you've got like you had Moussa Dembele in recent years course. and you've got Livia and Cham you've got a few other different players in the squad currently that are Muslim yeah um, no, I like through, so. I like the fact that Fraz made I mean uh, you know I was hitting out with the whole role model thing and a lot of them I don't 
see as role models but it's just uh, it gives our children and also those people that you know it's in, in terms of yeah in terms of sport it's something that they want to be as good I, as that, that I think player. as an athlete for myself personally as an athlete just as a complete athlete complete player like a group said it has to be Cristiano Ronaldo mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's as disciplined as him or like as, as he's always the first on the on the training field and the last off and the first in the gym and the last out the gym like yeah. just as a role model at the age he is he's, he's at the peak of his powers and I don't think even like players that are maybe like 21, 22 I don't think they're anywhere near as fit as him no chance. for what he is uh, he's just incredible he's just a machine yeah no, no, look- definitely Samira and I think like I'm like, like you know putting faith aside just for a second I think you know for people like me like I really appreciate people like you know why, why I like Ronaldo so much is because I probably wouldn't say he's naturally as gifted as like so Lionel Messi or maybe a few of the people you know that come before him. But just seeing the pure determination and the hard work that he puts in for him to get on that stage, only literally, I think it was last week I seen where Gary Neville mentioned about Cristiano Ronaldo that Cristiano Ronaldo was never shy of actually mentioning that his motivations were personal achievements, i.e. Ballon d'Ors yeah. and his personal trophies. And he said, you know what, and regardless of who he did it with, he would obviously help the team then achieve their goals as well, i.e. leagues and yeah. competitions. But his, <laughs> he's, he was just in a unique kind of space. So <laughs> the way how determined he is and what he's wanting to achieve, that to me is more kind of commendable. And like that's what I kind of, if, if there's a point that I look up to, is kind of that hard work and dedication. You can see across kind of the Premier League, I think, Grant Hall, I think he started off at Rochdale. I think he was a part-time builder. I think Jamie Vardy also kind of started off with, with lower leagues. And, you know, even like once, I think um, Gary Neville visited uh, when I was working at the University of Salford. He actually visited to do a talk. And he said when he started off football, obviously he was around the likes of Nicky Boat, Roy Keane, you know, um, yeah. Beckham. And I think he started his career actually as a centre mid. One thing what impressed me about him, he goes, I knew very early on from my career that I would, I wasn't going to make it if I was going to be around these guys. So what he did, he changed his position to right back. And you, you know, people like Gary Neville, you know, regardless of what one might say about their quality, but their passion and their drive, you know, is very difficult to kind of match. They, they have that, like, they have that yeah. winning mentality that, that that can only be instilled in you if if you have that passion. I think, yeah, yeah not everybody has that winning mentality. No, exactly. Them type of people the, the, are the, more the, the, that, to that class of that class of the nineties of, of the, that Man United team. I think every single one of them was a was a winner. That's where they achieve so much success together. And they're all local lads, like you see, you know, because obviously I'm local to, I think, uh, Paul Scholes, for instance, you know, what a great player, one of the you know, Premier League legends. Uh, I think he's local to Oldham. And, you know, many people just see him casually, oh, yeah. you know, walking around and many people have met him. And like, yeah. so these people like that are more relatable to you that, that definitely kind of give you that, you know, that drive and that, you know, that hope that people like yourself can maybe make it one day. Obviously, not me, but I'm all about seeing the next generation yeah, of kids who come from similar backgrounds and upbringings from kind of lower, you know, socioeconomical backgrounds out there. There is hope for them to actually make it on the world stage. So it's really encouraging to see. Also, just a point worth mentioning, I feel like when we were younger, like sports was so different. Uh, now, with the introduction of sports science and all this technology, there's like, I think f- footballers are just forced to uh, kind of change their diets, change their lifestyles, whereas maybe 20 years ago or 30 years ago, it wasn't like that. A lot of things have 
uh, so much development Definitely. has happened in that kind of sense of that side of things that now like footballers are so reliant on sports science and things like that to to make, to make sure they achieve the top of their game. Right. Definitely. I mean, we spoke with some of the greats like Ronaldo and the Ronaldinho's. They they didn't they weren't shying away from a party. You know, they used to party, and the next morning they used to be in the the training ground. Kind of. I don't think we, we get that anymore, and that would be allowed. No, yes. guys, you've made some great points there, and I let you guys discuss there as well. Just listening in there attentively to how much passion we have for the sport. It's it's nice to <laughs> to see that because I know we're all into to sport. A lot of us are into football, and that's why I wanted to you know I got Abu Bakr in to talk about 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 Formula One, and we've mentioned cricket and so on because I want I wanted to include a lot of the other sports. And uh, to finish off because we're nearly finished, one of the shows went so quick today. Um, you know. I just want to hear your final words. I know it's something that we've all been talking about, and you know, not just as football community, but sport in general, is Mike Tyson coming back. So before we finish off, guys, and I let you go, and, and Jazakallah khair to all the guests, Fraz, you know, Sami, uh, Akob, and, and all the, the listeners as well for tuning in, and also our team tonight have been great sending in stuff throughout the chat. And uh, But yeah, I'm going to let you guys go, but before you go, uh, I want to just hear what's your thoughts on on Mike Tyson coming back. He's been getting fit during this lockdown, and he's he said a few things. He's a big name in the in, in the sporting community. Uh, so so Fraz, you know, let's hear what you've got to say. Is he going to come back? Do you think? Did, or did, not? did you see the video of him um, um, with a guy on the pads and then the? Yeah, I've, I've, oh, seen, I've, seen, I've seen that video. Did you see? He's still got a lot of power for a for a fifty three, fifty two, fifty three year old. I mean. I wouldn't like to be on on the end of one of those shots. Um, <laughs> no. but I think I, I think everyone's looking forward to Mike Tyson coming back. It no, would be I think cool. who, who wouldn't want something like that? Yeah, definitely. Like I was too young. I'm on 26. So I was too young to see him in his prime. But I've watched plenty of videos of his, and uh, to see him in the flesh, even at 53, like that, like you said, that video that I seen online was just uh, was just actually quite shocking. Because a lot of action, like the boxers nowadays, today, probably uh, won't have that power. It was today that he still possesses. Amazing. No, look, guys. I think today, Tyson Tyson Fury's dad has called him out for a for a fight. So <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Be interesting to see. That that'll be quite interesting to see what happens there. Right, look, guys. Jazakallah khair. Sorry, Akub, I never managed to get your point across, but we we are at the end of the show, and I need to conclude the show uh, as it's nearly time up. So, guys, just want to say Jazakallah khair for joining us tonight. Thank you so much to to the guests. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Jazakallah. So tonight's show was all about sport and uh, to conclude, sport is a big part of many of our lives. Brothers and sisters alike are affected without seeing their teams play weekly as are our parents from seeing things like Wimbledon and Pakistan in the upcoming cricket tournaments. We are also impacted in taking part in sports with our leisure centres and facilities closed. Limited options remain such as walking and jogging. Rest assured, sport will return soon and we will get back to normal but many teams and organisations may not survive. People will say it's only football, it's only a match, but it's more than that. It brings people together, it gets people out of the house, it gives people a reason to stay positive at times when work and family becomes too much. It is a mental health remedy to many. The quicker it returns, the better it is for everyone. And that concludes tonight's show. Before we finish off, I just want to give a massive birthday uh, shout out to Dowd, who is Abu Bakr's birthday. 
He's 19 today. I still can't believe it. He's, he's he still looks like he's 15. But <laughs> just wanted to mention that. And uh, yeah, tomorrow we are returning with uh, our charity fundraising show, uh, which is for Wheels to Heal. So please join us in, on that. Saturday, Sunday, guys, massive shows coming up. Saturday is going to be a cracker. Thug life, music, drugs, and uh, money. A great show where we're going to be discussing the effects on those things in our community. It's such a big talking point. And Sunday we're talking about gaming and technology, social media and so on. So please make sure you join us for those shows. My name's Zen. I've been with Abu Bakr tonight on Late Night Live. Jazakallah khair for listening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Make sure to visit our Radio Ramadan website at rr365.co.uk to access all of our podcasts. Stay tuned on our social channels for future content. 